Good day, and let us spin you a cracking yarn. A four bonds of mates on a ripper adventure through fantasy Australia, where every bugger wants to kill your face. It's Dungeons and Dragons, except down under, we call it Dungeons and Drongos. Dunnies, dingoes, drop in. Blinky Bill, Flap and Splodge, we're <laughs> back with the second part of our exciting, world-shattering Dungeons and Drongos adventure, <laughs> an adventure that is taking us beyond our ken. A ken? Our ken, yeah. Our knowledge. Beyond our, beyond our Barbie. Uh, yes. But uh, before I get too tangled up in what the fuck I'm trying to say, let's go around the room <laughs> and get your name, your character name, your class, your race. And I want to know, does your character believe in aliens? Oh, I'm Suzanne. I play Mackenzie, the elf wizard. And probably like a year ago, Mackenzie would not have believed in aliens. Absolutely what whatsoever. Um, now... She's seen too much shit and pretty much assumes everything's real unless proven otherwise. Okay, and have the aliens made a good impression on you so far? Fuck those aliens, I hate them. <laughs> I'm Zach, I play Tiefling Fighter Plank, and Plank absolutely believes in aliens and everything else. <laughs> He's just a believer. I believe in most things. I'm Paris, I play Halfling Ranger G'day, and yeah, G'day totes on board and like... It's not even a weird occurrence because, like, most of the people she meets, she's like, wow! So, like, an alien, it's an equal amount of, like, wow, cool! But then it's just, she moves on. So what you're basically saying is <laughs> everything is alien to the uneducated. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So that's rough. <laughs> and uh, my name is Luke. I am your DM. I will be conducting this exciting second part of the adventure. Can we have a little bit of a recap? What happened last time? We got sent on a mission by our dear friend, Steve Bloodsmith Fang, to find his dear friend, Greg Death, Death, who has gone missing. And we went to his... Greg Thompson. Fuck. Greg Dead Thompson. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm very sure. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we went to his farm and there was no sign of him. And then we found a... I don't know what it was called, but it was a circle and a crop. And then (laughs) a man in a metallic tube crashed into the earth and then told us we needed to get some potatoes to fill his magic flying ship. So we could get Greg Death back. So we could get Greg Death back (laughs) and now we are currently stealing a whole bunch of potatoes. You are on Lord Sputter Edgerton's potato farm. Uh, It is dark. You have set a lot of it on fire. Plank, uh, a lot of the guards are focusing on you right now. Mackenzie, you're on the other side of the fence. You haven't gotten in there yet. And G'day and Merster Squirgle, the alien, are inside the potato shed near a big cart of potatoes, but have just awakened a hungry giant who is chained in the potato shed, who seems to be the top uh, potato peeler (laughs) against his will. Oh. Okay, there we go. It took a week. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just uh, sunk in. Yeah, he's got a job. I just... Oh. He's doing better than us. Does he... I... He peels all the potatoes because he thinks that he's going to be able to eat what's inside and he he doesn't like potatoes. Unwillingly. Does he know... So is he not eating them because he's not allowed or because he doesn't want to? No, he thinks... Like, he's got a very short-term memory. So he's not very bright. So when he sees the potato, he thinks, oh, great, this looks delicious. And he takes the skin off. And then he goes, oh, fuck, no, it's a potato. I don't Mm. want this. And throws Mm. it away. And then he sees another potato and goes, ah, bet this one's a winner. (laughs) Aww. I suppose the question is, what does he think it is before he peels it? Uh, A delicious treat. (laughs) I've got a plan. Okay. (laughs) So when we left, it was quite chaotic. Um, You all had rolled initiative, but you were in separate parts of the potato farm trying to get things sorted out. We had just been with G'day, so I'd actually like to start by checking back in with Plank, (laughs) who um, (laughs) is being pursued by uh, probably a handful of guards by this stage. You're now in the potato fields at the bottom of the tower, um, and there are flames uh, spreading all around. Right. Uh, you have an action before they have an action plank, so what would you like to do? I will just run. You're just going to run? <laughs> yeah. 
And are you running towards where? The perimeter <laughs> fence or the gate? No, I'm going to run at them. You're I'm going to run straight at them. Towards, okay, there'll be about three of them yep. that you'll be running towards. Are you going and I'm going to use thaumaturgy as I run to make my voice really loud. And um, it's not my voice. I make like a the sound of... What's like a horrible creature in fantasy Australia? Nazgul's. Australian Nazgul's. Meth Swoopers. Swoopers. Well, uh, there was a frilled neck dragon you saw at one point. Oh, yeah. I make the sound of the frilled neck dragon. But it's like deafening loud as I run towards them. Okay. Uh, roll a... Dis- for intimidation. Yeah, roll an intimidation check. <laughs> Ten. Do you have an inspiration? No. <laughs> one of them yells out, my nephew's a ten-year-old wizard and he can do thaumaturgy, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I just stop in my tracks. I'm like, look... That's very fucking rude. It's a level one spell, fuck with. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's all a bit meta. <laughs> and, Why don't um, you... Do you have a book about spells? They start shooting. <laughs> so they've got big crossbows. Uh, the first guy, 22. Yep. So that'll be eight damage. Second guy, 16. Nope. That one whizzes past. And the third one, it whizzes past. Mackenzie, you are on the side of the fence by the shed now. Um, I have to get over the fence. Okay, you're going to try to climb the fence? Yes. Okay, can you please do a DC 14 athletics for me? 15. Yes, so you managed to climb up, and Hooray! then can you do a DC 15 acrobatics to try and get over this wire without getting cut by it? 20! Yes, well done, Mackenzie. Holy shit! And no one's there to see it. I know! <laughs> you flip over, you're very accomplished. You can see that the shed door is slightly open from where G'day went in. Mm-hmm. And um, the guard that was standing out there is running away from the shed towards uh, this incident with Plank. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll cut back into the shed with G'day, who is um, heading towards the cart. And the giant, the hill giant, has spotted you mm-hmm. and is making a... Uh, aggressive stance towards you. It looks like he's going to attack. What would you like to do? Okay. Oh, you, you had a plan, <laughs> if I recall. Yes. So, ages and ages ago, I got this really cool new weapon called the Flame Tongue, which is like a fire sword. Yes. And I've never had a chance to use it because I either forget or last time we were underwater. So, I want to use it to cook a bunch of potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Like, but if you slam it into a pile of potatoes, you'll burn them. If you chop them, if you're like, yeah, like I want to make chips with it. Yeah, okay. In in one six second action, you're gonna make chips. (laughs) It's a fire sword. (laughs) I don't want to hurt him. You can always try. (laughs) Well, why don't you just set him free? He might be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll cut the chain and then tie it to the cart, (laughs) then use him to pull it. It's a clockwork cut. Plank, get out of my head. <laughs> All right, you cut the chain? Yes, I'm going to use the flame tongue to cut the chain. That was probably the only thing keeping him safely away from us. That'd be a pretty strong chain. So Do to... roll damage. You no. don't have to roll to hit. Just roll... Oh, just roll to see if it's a crit. It's no. not. So roll the damage. 14. Okay, that takes a um, pretty good um, chunk out of it. You've loosened it for sure. I have a double double attack, so I'll yep. do it again. I'll see if it's a crit. Nope. Eight. <laughs> okay, so that's over 20. Yeah, so <laughs> the chain snaps. Okay. And um, it is the giant's turn. Now, I actually have a table here to roll to see what he's going to do. And um, he's going to lunge in and try to bite you. Oh, God. <laughs> 13. Nah. Okay, so his teeth snap near you, but um, this guy's hungry and he likes meat more than potatoes and you look pretty good right now. Is Mersta going to help? Mersta is going to uh, use his spittle out of his nose. That's not spittle. (laughs) So the guy has to do a DC dexterity save, which he fails. And um, this glob of ink comes splurting out of his nose and explodes explodes in a blinding flash of light on um, the giant's chest. Uh, so 
the giant is now blinded and has disadvantage. Nice. We cut back to <laughs> Plank. I am gonna use Misty Step. <laughs> it's my new favorite one. It's a pretty good one. Um, and I just appear the, behind the guy who was like, that's a level one spell, you dick. <laughs> and then I whisper in his ear, I'm like, this isn't a level one spell. And I slit his throat. Do I have to roll for that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can just slit his throat. Because he's you're in combat with this guy. And, and you told him the element of surprise is gone. Oh, okay, you know what? His full I, um, in I just, again, this was a just a little this was a thought inside Plank's head where he pictured this thing. And then he pictured trying to slit the guy's throat and the guy just like dodging. <laughs> and then everyone shooting him and him dying. And then he went. <laughs> I'm going to use Misty Step to go behind him. And I'm still going to whisper in his ear. And then you're going to grab his But I'm like, I'm going to find you, little nephew. And then if I use Misty Step, I get to use a cantrip straight afterwards. And I produce a flame just on his back. (laughs) So I set him on fire. Okay, he's wearing, like, metal armor. You're not going to do much with a little flame on these. Oh, God damn that's the second idea that goes through Plank's no. ass. And Plank is like, wow. Oh, shit, no, that won't work. I got some shitty ideas. Does he have some fabric, like I a cloak or something? use Misty Step to get towards the shed, and then I just run into the shed and shut the door behind me. And I'm like, guys, everything's fine outside. What's going on? And why is there a giant? <laughs> All right, so you're going to just get through those... They're the side open How doors. How is this field? The side open doors near the car. All right, you're going to be like right near there, but not quite there. But you will have some distance away um, from the guys. I'm just going to roll a perception check um, on the guards, uh, which they did not do very well in. So um, within this round, they have not figured out in the dark (laughs) and the flames that where they like they haven't figured out where you've reappeared. Oh, good. So um, they're still going to be searching that area, but it's going to take you your whole next round to run into the shed. Okay. Um, because, yeah, it's like Suzanne said, it's not that small. Then it is you, Mackenzie. You um, get to wander into the shed and see this giant uh, in a battle with G'day. Um, I pictured coming in on the clockworks cart side. You're coming in the door that that's away from the fence. Okay. So you'd be coming in the door that G'day went through. All right, cool. So I'm going to try and get around to the cart. Yep. So I'll have to... Do I have to stealth? You don't, because the giant has had his turn. And and he's he's, blind. And he's blind, so you can go running to the cart. Okay. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to switch it on. Okay. Uh, Have you got... Had any experience in... Driving any sort of clockwork vehicle or steam-powered vehicle or <laughs> any kind of vehicle brewery? in the past. Yeah, you did. did. Did you drive when you were in the brewery? Do you remember? I, I think you drove. Plank has I experience was, with driving. I was throwing missiles and shit. Yeah. Plank is proficient with vehicles, so you would be able to do it. Plank? Yeah, but I can't wait for him because he might... Yeah, you don't know where I am. All right, yeah. can you roll an intelligence check for me? DC 14 to see if you can figure out the basics. 18. Yep. Okay, so Mackenzie, you've read enough um, that you get a sense of, of what it does. You've seen, you must have been paying attention back in the uh, Krakatini Brewery. So, um, yeah, you're able to get in and start it up. And it's starting to, it's a slow start, but it's um, cogs and stuff are grinding and smoke starting to come out of it. That's your go, Mackenzie. Then it's back to you, G'day. Um, so what's old mate doing? Is he lunging at me? Uh, he will. Hmm. Well, I'll have to roll to see what he does. But he's aggressive, for sure. Okay. Because you guys are made out of meat, and he likes meat. <laughs> um, well, he's blind, so I'm going to try and shoot him, like, in the shoulder with my akadaka. Yep. Just to be like, don't fuck with me. This meat has legs and will run away. <laughs> Has he got advantage on this? Because he's blind? I've got advantage. Yep. I hope so. How do- you do, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that will hit. Cool. But just right. roll again to see, make sure it wasn't a crit. Okay. And roll the damage. 18. Okay. Oh, yes. And I'll shoot him again with my second attack. Okay. Uh, so the first one is... Sorry, that did deserve a thunder. Thanks. <laughs> first one's 21. 
Yep, that'll hit. And it's another crit. Um, oh, do, I don't have to use that one, do I? It's a raw damage. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's only 50. Uh, nine damage. Four episodes. Um, <laughs> I don't normally get advantage on things. <laughs> okay, look, that's a fair whack out of him, G'day. Now it is his turn. He has disadvantage. I'm going to roll to see what he does. Um, he's going to make three attacks against one random target within reach. One with his bite and two with his fist. So you are still within reach, G'day, but he has disadvantage. So first the bite. And he misses. Yes. Then he smashes out with his fist. And that will be 24. He'll get me. So that is going to hit. That's 16 bludgeoning damage. (laughs) And then his third and final attack, he misses. So he just manages to luckily catch you with one of those. Then it is you, Plank. You can get into the doorway at this point. Yeah, I do that. I run to the doorway. I'm just going to do another perception check with the guards to see if they're aware of what is happening and they still haven't quite figured it out. Um, They're tending to the fire. I use my second action. So, like, first action is to run to the door. Yeah, that's on action. That's just you can just run. Hey! I'm like... "Ah." You only have one action. That's what we learned. (laughs) I'm like, ah, fuck me. What's going on? And then I'm like... Oh, you know who will want to fire this giant? And I turn around and I look at the guys and I like lean on the door really seductively. And I'm like, <laughs> Yoo-hoo, gods! <laughs> to get their attention. And then I like unbutton my shirt a little bit and then I step into the shed. Why? Okay, so now the come. guards know where you guys are. <laughs> yeah. And they start running towards the shed. There's about six of them, um, they're all armed. And they've got heavy crossbows and swords. All right, here's what I'm thinking. We get in the cart, we drive it out the open door, we ram the gate to get out, Mm -hmm. and we fuck off. I think we wait until we all get in the cart, and then as soon as the guards come in, we drive out, and then the giant will kill all the guards. If you can see them, they can see you, right? Well, no, I'm like in the shed. Yo. I thought the door was only open a crack. Okay, but how will you see them to know that they're just about to... Ju- oh, no, I'll That's see them I'm run in. If they can see you, you can see them. Right. Like, as soon as they come in, we wave at them, and we're like, bye, and then we drive away. All right. Yeah, well, Mackenzie, you, you're in the driver's seat. You've got the... I am. So I stick my head out, and I get, get in the fucking car! I do it. I also do it. <laughs> All right, so most of Squirgle is um, quick to get in there. G'day, he's gonna, the giant's going to get one shot with disadvantage to try and just pummel you, and I think he's going to do it. It's going to be 24. Yeah. So it's going to be one more hit. It's 20. This is why this Fantasy Australia, no one tries to make friends, because <laughs> it always hurts them. <laughs> <laughs> but you managed to get into the um, cart, and you do two plank. Sure. So yep. you're all in there. Yes. And the guards are running up with their torches, and the giant, um, who is shaking off the blindness, is going to come running after the cart. So what are you going to do, Mackenzie? I gun it. You gun it. So you ram through the doors, and... I assumed one door was open and one was ajar, but yeah. Well, we, we can debate that. <laughs> I confused myself. There's a lot of doors happening. Okay. I think story-wise, it would be great if you just rammed through the doors rather than, oh, one was a little bit of jar, you know? Go on, then. I'm no George R.R. R. Martin or anything. I just... No, I'm quite I, 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 did, you say, I, I, did you say George R.R. R. Martin? George R.R. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. You said yeah. door ajar, and I was like, that is so clever. Door ajar. <laughs> Alright, that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll never top that. We should probably just wrap it up here. Look, if there isn't a story coming up starring George <laughs> and a judge, uh, uh, 
Martin, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> you pick up to be the one who's, who's said it like multiple times in the course of an episode. <laughs> All right, the cart um, goes flying through. The guards are going to do a. I'm just going to do a dicks, couple of dexterity checks to see if they get away. One of them gets mowed underneath, and you feel the cart bump over him. Oh. Uh, another one gets hit and knocked to the side and a couple dive out of the way. Um, they're going to get just a couple of shots at you as you go driving down. Like the cart's not massively fast, but certainly faster than a person. Uh, they're going to just take a shot. Um, well, it's just going to hit the back actually, and it's not going to do enough. So yeah, you guys go trundling down the path and hit the main gates and can we do a check just to see if these gates are going to pop open? Can I use Charm of Opening? Oh, nice one. Yeah, <laughs> all right. How many charges do you have left on that? Well, once I do that, just two. Okay. I've not had to use it for a long time. So you use Charm of Opening and um, the cart goes trundling through the flaming fields on either side. The doors beautifully open and you guys go um, sauntering out of this place and uh, into the night. Well done, everybody. That was very cool. That was an awful lot of stuff that was terrible, terrible ideas. And yet it happened. Pulls the arrow out of himself and he's like, I think that went real well, guys. (laughs) And you do have a lot of potatoes in the back of the cart with you. So... Mr. Squirtmurster, Squirgle, <laughs> Squirtmurster. is like, um, well done. I didn't know you guys had it in here, but well fucking done. I am impressed. Even you, Sunshine, well done. That was some uh, very nice driving there. Don't ruin it. You don't want me to take over the driving? No. All right. Well, just, uh, just observe. Okay, so just turn <laughs> over here. Go through there. Let's go to the crash site. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the crash site. So you go to the crash site and... Crash shite. Crash shite. <laughs> and uh, when you get there, he goes, okay, shh. Now, everybody, just stay in the cart for a sec and just let me do this for a tip. And he gets out and he walks towards the rocket and he's standing, like, reasonably close to the rocket and the rocket explodes. Oh. It just, like, <coughs> blows up. It's not, a, like, a big dangerous explosion, but the thing just basically self-destructs. And then in the lamplights of the cart, Mr. Squirgle explodes as well. Oh. <laughs> and what you see when he explodes, his head cracks open, and you can see in the light that there is this horrible little creature that's had its hooks around what looks like a um, large humanish brain. And this creature detaches itself from the brain and scuttles off into the corn. And as that happens, a large beam of light hits the cart with you guys in it and the cart starts to lift off the ground do we dive out and you're starting Mm. to rise up into the air with the cart full of potatoes i'm really damaged so i'm just gonna stay in it (laughs) okay i'm just gonna stay in it as well we're gonna stay yep ride this out and the cart goes up the light gets um brighter and brighter and brighter and you all black out okay all right so you slowly start to awake to strange noises. And you're not together. No. <laughs> and I'm going to deal with Mackenzie and Plank first, because they are together. And you guys, as you're slowly gaining your senses again, realise that along with the potatoes, you're on a strange sort of moving belt. It's like moving and tra- and you're traveling along on this belt with a whole lot of potatoes and you're heading towards a series of slicing blades. Can Do we I have just our clothes? roll off to one side? <clears throat> so you're going to try to um, jump off? Yeah. All right. Can you do a, both do a constitution check for me just to make sure that you can get yourselves... 14. And plank? Seven. Okay, you're both going to have disadvantage because you're, you're really groggy and fucked up. You're feeling very <laughs> nauseous from what's just happened. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be a DC 12 dexterity to jump off the, this conveyor belt and um, there will be a drop. 16. 17. Okay, so you both managed to do it, but take 1d6 damage when you hit the floor. Are we naked? 
you're not. Um, you still have your what stuff. A surprise. You've almost been kind of discarded, and you can see that the potatoes are getting finely chopped and sliced up um, by these blades um, that are above you. And then um, they're continuing on their journey, and they're getting. Um, you can sort of follow it around the room. It's a, it's a kind of um, large circular room, and you can see that they're journeying through a um, nozzle which is spraying like salt and stuff onto them. And then they're going into this uh, fryer thing. And they're coming out the other side as these very thinly sliced, deep fried, salted chips. Or crisps, some might say. And they are um, going uh, down a conveyor belt into a room. And you can see there's a glass panel of an adjoining room. And there are two um, aliens, unlike anything you've seen before that are watching um, it very eagerly, this bounty um, go down the conveyor belt. And they've got um, stocky, furry bodies, and they've got humanoid faces, and they're looking and they're going, Chippies! <laughs> Chippies! Chippies! <laughs> This is almost too old a reference for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All references explained at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, they're, they're very excited about this. And as they come through the flap, um, some of them are feeding and others are getting packed into some sort of um, storage container. And you're basically yeah in this room which has technology unlike anything you've ever seen before like there are um, tubes there are machines there are beeping things and whirring things and, and things that you really just don't understand so i'm gonna put a pin in that for a second have a think about that good day you <coughs> slowly come awake mm -hmm. and look down at your little hands yeah and they're not your little hands oh no what are they they kind of look like Mr. squirgle's little hands no. <laughs> um. and if you look to the side you can see on a, um, you're in some sort of room, like big metal room filled with all sorts of equipment that you've never <laughs> seen before, machines and things. Mm -hmm. And there, on a metal table in the center of the room, is Gade's little body oh. with the top of the head missing <laughs> and machines like working on it. And now, as Mercer Squir uh, Squirgle, you retain Gade's personality, mm -hmm. but you want to do good by the aliens on this ship. <laughs> and you're getting an urge, you're, like you're getting an alert mm -hmm. that the other two didn't get killed in the manufacturing room upstairs. Okay. And you might want to investigate. And um, one of these uh, furry humanoid aliens who you completely trust mm -hmm. hands you a device... Um, a small metal um, weapon with a sort of um, glowing, throbbing, humming, pulsating end. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly how to use this thing. Nice. And you know that it will cause um, <laughs> a lot of damage if you press uh, the little button that your little Mercer Squirgle finger <laughs> fits um, quite well against. You also um, know the layout of this place mm -hmm. quite well. If you went out of this surgery room and down a tunnel to the right, it would lead to an elevator which would take you up to the manufacturing level above where all those delicious chippies <laughs> for um, your masters are being made. So um, I'll open it up to anyone. What are you guys going to do? Uh, look for a door. <coughs> I, I look for a door. Okay, so um, the panels are sealed, but there is the conveyor belt, again, that is going through into the room where those aliens are. I'm a little bit confused by the conveyor belt, because I don't really understand how it works. Also, I hear some beeps, and I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, it's like a moving floor <laughs> plank, like this moving um, walkway, which um, conveys the things that are on it from one place to another. And what? you are on the beginning of it, now you're at the bottom, and now you could access the end of it if you wanted to use that to go through into the other room. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, I'll just I guess we'll nose, do that. Nosedive through the panel. Okay, just do an um, acrobatics check, both of you, that you're able to do that. Fifteen. So, uh, Mackenzie, you managed to slide through okay. Six. 
Plank, you um, do a dive and um, kind of hit the wall and get like <laughs> a little bit uh, wedged in this tunnel. But Mackenzie, you roll through and are looking at the two alien creatures that are there in this feeding storage area. I'm going to cast Dice Storm. All right. I'm going to let you do that as a surprise. All right. They have to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> okay. 17. For those two of them, yeah? One one does, the other doesn't. Okay, so one's going to take half and one's going to take full damage. Okay, so the full damage is 20 damage. Yep. And the other is 10. And it's a combo of um, bludgeoning and cold damage. Okay. And the area is now difficult terrain because there's hailstones everywhere. Okay, so they are very um, surprised <coughs> that this happens. Uh, then we can go into initiative. So they get 17. 13. And Plank, you can join the initiative. 16. And I kind of like this parallel initiative thing that we did, so <laughs> good day, you can as well. Okay. Uh, 10. All right. The um, aliens inside the room with you pull out strange um, metal weapons, Mackenzie. One of them aims it at you, and this blast of orangey-coloured energy comes out of it and uh, zooms towards you. Uh, and that is an 8. That's going to miss. And then the second one does the same. And that is a 20. Mm-hmm. So it's radiant damage. And it's a 9. Then it's you, Plank. You can roll your acrobatics to try and get back through this thing. Um, four, 19. Okay, so you do. So you manage to get into the room and roll onto the floor <laughs> next to Mackenzie, ready to battle. Like Mackenzie, have you tasted these? <laughs> and they are pretty good. Ah, oh, the salt stings my wounds. Chippies. But the taste, is that what they're called? Says one of the aliens menacingly. <laughs> I like you guys. Mackenzie, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Fireball at them. Yep. And that'll hit both? Yes. Dexterity saving throw. Is that the 20 foot one? Yes. Are we in the room? You are, but you there's enough room to just get them. I can them. cast it away from me. Okay. Mackenzie, what was the, the save? DC uh, 13? Yeah. One of them succeeds. Okay, so it's going to be half for one and yeah. half for the other. Okay, so the full will be 24 cold damage. Yep. And the other will be 12 cold damage. Um, it ignites anything flammable, so if it hits any oil, <laughs> it's going to go up. Uh, their fur is quite flammable. Okay. So that means they take damage each round? Yes. How much is that? I think it's 1d6. Yeah, it's not clear. Yeah. Okay. And then it is you, G'day. Now, G'day. Mm-hmm. There's something about G'day <laughs> that is still in this thing. Mm-hmm. So I want you to roll a constitution check. And mm-hmm. each round, we're going to let you do that to see if you can get control over this new body that you're in. Okay. So it's dc15. It's difficult. <laughs> Uh, 18. So straight away. So <laughs> that was the smuggest <laughs> Well, what I think we've learnt is that you have a lot more mental fortitude than Us. our friend... <laughs> our friend uh, Greg Deff. Ah, uh, yes. Thompson fuck. Mm-hmm. Did you guys pick up on that, that that was the personality that was being most the squirgle, was the personality that the wife had described? No. I did... When he Not started being a backseat driver. Yeah, when he was like, can you take it right here? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I, and I was like, mansplain alert. No, I just <laughs> thought it was a jerk. Well, well. now you know what Marigold <laughs> was dealing with. Does that mean he's dead? Well, I mean... Yeah, well, I guess, I, yeah. well, unless... That's all right. What, I don't feel like she's going to mourn. If his physical body is okay. Oh, I guess his soul's dead, though. Well, his brain was left on the ground. Oh, that was his brain. Yeah. Maybe oh. there's still time. Oh, you guys didn't get how this... So it was fe- it was, <laughs> it was piloting his brain to have a human personality. So G'day's physical body, her brain isn't in her body. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so your brain is now in a most Squirgle puppet. Oh, this Does is going to ruin... know that? This is going to ruin my cosplays. <laughs> well, well, your body is in the surgery. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. But you now have control of this body. Yes. Now, there is a red alarm light that is, like, lighting up. Mm -hmm. You can feel that still faint instruction, Mm -hmm. the urge being, which is this creature that's latched around your brain sort of fighting with you. Mm -hmm. It's urging you to go up into the elevator and attack these guys, but you are in control of your body now. 
So yes. it's up to you what you want to do. You can go back to the surgery and try and fiddle around with your body or you can go up and help these guys. It's up to you. Um, I... But you're not raising suspicion with the aliens at the moment because they think you're under their control. Yes, and I'm going to keep that idea in their head. Um, I want to go grab my friends because I feel like they'll. I can't really put my own brain back in my own body. Fair. Um, I need their help. Okay, so you'll go back up to the elevator and you'll, and in your turn, the elevator starts to go up to mm -hmm. the area where these guys are. And then it is back to the aliens who are, one is on fire. Actually, they're probably both. And um, they are going to shoot. One of them's going to shoot at you, Mackenzie, and he's going to miss. And the other one's going to shoot at you, Plank, and that is going to hit 21. Yeah. And it's radiant damage, and it is seven damage. Ow. And then it is back to Plank. I realize the situation now. <laughs> <coughs> Just now. Does one of them look worse than the other one? Yes, there is one that's more injured, and he's got more flame on him. He's the one that got, got the brunt of the ice storm and the brunt of the fireball. Right, I'm going to go for that guy. I'm going to use Guiding Bolt, which is a spell I learned. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> 11. No. I didn't learn it very well. So that goes... I'm like... Bouncing oh. around this chamber. Uh, then it's you, Mackenzie. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast a Lightning Bolt. Yep. Um, dexterity saving throw again. Um, you're just targeting one? They're sort of side by side. It's so... a five foot wide sphere. Okay, yeah, you can hit them both. They're pretty chummy. Again, the one that keeps fucking up fucks up. The other one's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so 25 for the one who keeps yep. getting hurt and 12 for the other. Okay, um, he drops. He's down. So one of them's down. Uh, he's dead and uh, sizzling. And then the other one yeah, um, goes, Chippers! And is still alive. <laughs> then it is you, G'day. You, um, the elevator rises up mm -hmm. and opens into this room, and you'll be able to see the back of this single alien who's facing off against your friend. So you could surprise attack him because he won't realize you're there. And remember, you have this new weapon. Yes, and there's no, there's, I am comfortable with my knowledge of this facility that no one will see if I attack him. Uh, no, they won't. Okay, cool. Yes, I'm just going to surprise attack him with this cool new weapon. Okay, so you have advantage. Uh-huh. What's the attack bonus? Plus nine. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the first one is that's 28. A, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a definite hit. Just make sure you don't crit. Uh, no. no. Okay, so uh, this does 3d10 thunder damage. Ow. 13? Yes. And I wouldn't add my plus eight that I get on my attacks? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, because no? you're not G'day anymore. You don't oh, have right. G'day's body. You're using this new body. All right. So um, he gets... You're in the body of good old pencil dick. <laughs> he gets hit in the back. He's not expecting this. Um, that confuses him. And he turns and sees Mr. Squirgle and cannot process what has just happened, which will um, kind of like put him off guard for a turn, which goes to you then, Plank. I'm going to run up behind him with my firewall hammer. Yep. Ten. I miss. And you miss, but he's got his back to you, so I'm going to give you advantage. Fifteen. That'll hit. Yay! <laughs> Eleven damage. Okay, and you clonk him out. You knock him on the noggin, and he is down. And you guys can see this Mr. Squirgle character there in front of you with a weapon. What are you guys going to do? I'm going to real quick pick up this silver thing, and I hold it at him. I don't know if I'm holding it the right way. <laughs> I'm just holding it, and I'm like, fuck you, Squirgle. Plank, it's me. It's G'day. Ah, uh, no. You're Mr. Squirgle. <laughs> Tell me something that only G'day would know. I'm the strongest member of the group. Fuck. Definitely Squirgle. <laughs> <laughs> You're not G'day, though. You have a big pencil for a nose. It's not a pen. It's just a big nose that yeah. lives you in have a big you nose. control with. Yes. With ink. You have marionette strings hanging off you. No, but it is a, <laughs> but it is a puppet for the... You're wearing blue oh. and white stockings. For the, for the gobbledons. Guys, 
They, my body, I can take you to my body. They've taken my brain and put it in Mr. Squirgle. You killed G'day. No, Plank. Do you want me to cut off two more of your fingers? G'day would never do that. G'day totally would. <laughs> Where did you get those shoes from? Drop your weapon. <laughs> what shoes? The shoes G'day wears. From you for Christmas. Okay, it's fine. It's her. Okay. So, G'day, you know where the surgery is, and you know how to get back down there. Yeah, follow me. Actually, I'm taking that other weapon thing, so we've all got a funny zappy thing. Guys, pretend that you're you're my prisoners. I don't know. Why'd you believe her so quick? Because she knows She was just like, hey, I'm G'day, and you were like, yeah, okay. Okay, ask me a question then, Plank, if nothing I say is going to be enough. Who is our manager? Wenzo. They've tortured G'day. That's literally all you had to do. <laughs> all right, so you go back down the elevator, yep? Yes. And you're going to the surgery? Yes. Uh, let's just roll to see if there is any patrol. If it's over 10, there is not, and it is under 10. So there is one um, gobbledonger who has walked out um, from a, a dorm area and sees you approaching. What are you going to do, G'day? Don't worry about these guys. I'm just taking down them down to uh, the holding room, mate. Good day. Just roll persuasion for me. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, he says, "Chippies." Yeah, they're all upstairs, man. Chippies, and he goes off to the elevator <laughs> and goes up there. Oh, we should have grabbed a bag of them. We should have hid those dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The room's on fire. <laughs> and something else that you see when you're traveling down this corridor is there is a window and you see that you are outside it is dark there are stars and there is a glowing world below you can see um the crisscross patterns of the farmlands of uh, fantasy australia down below you you guys are up in space oh plank's mesmerized he's got his face against the window He's like, my dreams, they've all come true. <laughs> and in the surgery, uh, yes, so G'day's body is there. Um, there's machines all around. There's like mechanical arms that are still sort of hovering around their head. And um, there is a <coughs> small like indented um, place on the side of the bed where the Mr. Squirgle bigger sits for the transplant Mm -hmm. so um what do you guys want to do all right Mackenzie goes (laughs) all right g'day get up on that thing it's so it sort of can run independently of one of the dudes like we don't need someone to run it to do the operation oh I figured I was gonna do it someone's gonna have to (laughs) give it a go and it will be pulls out a dagger (laughs) it basically will be a series of checks okay and some bad things could happen if they fail. So have a real think about who's going to do each stage of this operation. G'day, real quick. Cough, cough, intelligence modifier. Cough. How do I use this silver thing? Yeah, so there will be an intelligence <laughs> test to figure out the basics of the machine. And it'll be DC 15. It's going to be tough. Can we both roll? Um, if somebody does something, like, th- this will be hands-on check. Okay. So if Just... someone fucks it up... There could be a consequence. All right. G'day, give me your silver thing. Sure. And I'll stand at the door. Okay. In case anyone comes. That's good. I also have an inspiration point if I fuck something up. Yeah, which I don't. Cool. But I don't know what that means. No. <laughs> so Plank will stand at the door with the two... Zappies. Zappies. Yep. He's figured out how to use them because he asked G'day in the elevator. No, you'll have disadvantage if you use them. <laughs> I'll have advantage. Okay. You'll have disadvantage, Plank. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to lay down and I look at you guys. I'm like, I just want you guys to know that if anything goes wrong, you guys are my best friends. All right. Don't say that. It'll be fine. That's sad. <laughs> Tell- Shut up, Plank. <laughs> I trust you guys. G'day. Do you want to live? Just live the rest of your life as a squirrel. No. Okay, Mackenzie. Uh, I rolled a 13. Okay, that's not enough. Well, 13 plus 6, 19. Okay, that is enough. Yes! All right, so um, you begin to, like, figure out the basic concept of this machine and how it works just by, like, carefully experimenting. And you see that um, 
there are levers that will start to operate the mechanical arms that will um, sort of slide over to, it's almost like a, a crane machine, to get the brain out of the squirgle and bring it back across to G'day. Hmm. Now I'm going to get you to do a slide of hand oh, fuck. <laughs> to operate these controls and place the brain back into the body. Okay. Oh, that's not good. Shut up. <laughs> it's fine. At least it's not a strength check. I got a pretty heavy... Oh, I'm not here. Shut up. <laughs> 20. Whoa. So, Mackenzie, your little tongue sticking out the side of your mouth. You're, you're concentrating. You're working these levers. You managed to scoop the brain out of the squirgle, which um, sort of uh, fades out of um like it's no longer animated and the brain travels across and gets scooped back into Gede's head now um they will continue to the the arms will continue to work on the head and reattach the top and sew it up um i just want you to do a, a basic medicine check just to make sure you know enough about what you're doing to not um do something crazy while reattaching okay <laughs> okay, I need my thing back. Hang on. No, it's got to be mine. Try again. 20. Holy <laughs> shit. So, yeah, without any damage, Mackenzie, you managed to um, stitch this all back up. You've just completed a brain alien brain surgery. <laughs> I take a step back and I go, I'm fucking amazing. Without a single fuck up. Um, yeah. If you don't have an inspiration point, please have one. No, I don't. Got, I have one. You already have one. All right. I never get inspiration. Plank should, <laughs> Plank should get an inspiration point for staying the fuck away. For not fucking <laughs> up. And um, the little alien creature that was inside the Squirgle body starts to crawl out. You see um, little tentacled arms with little hooks on them sort of come out of the head cavity and um, it's like sort of globular body comes out and lots of little mouths start Ew. opening up all around it and it lets out a little screech. Can I stamp on it? Uh, it's going to try to attack. Shall we do a quick initiative? initiative? Am I out for it? Yeah, you are. Is my head shaved? 19. No, it's just like, just, so like just put a flap at the back. Three. Uh, six. You rolled a one and still got a better initiative than <laughs> Okay, um, the creature is going to be first. It sees that you are armed, Plank, and it's going to go... F oh, actually, what it's going to do on its first turn is all the mouths start babbling, like, in this, like, strange alien chatter, and I'd like everyone to do a wisdom saving throw. Of what? Thirteen. Five. Four. Okay, I'm going to re-roll it with my inspiration point. Okay. Don't waste it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do it. Shut the <clears throat> Twenty! Okay, so um, it, it sort of like digs at your brain, but you manage to all shake it off. Then it is plank. I shoot with the zappies. Okay, so you will have disadvantage... Uh, and you can only really they? you can only really use one of them. So you can use the one from G'day or the one from the alien up the top. The one G'day gave me. Okay. What is it? Plus. It's plus nine. nine. Twenty-one. But if you, you've got disadvantage because right. you don't know how to use it. Twenty-eight. Okay, so that's all right. So it's three D ten. So that was twenty-six. All right, that's not bad. So um, that is a really quite strong hit on this creature. Then it is G'day. I don't know, really know what I can do. I don't wouldn't have. Do I have any of my weapons? 
Yeah, it was all just still attached to your body. Oh, okay, they cool. just like laid your body down because you were quite injured. Yeah. And um, just took all your stuff. Just laid you down. Do you that's you the, that's like the only thing. You, you haven't restored any of your hit points. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and... Um, oh, I'm going to use my flame tongue. Yes, your flaming sword. You've remembered it. I know, finally. Finally gets used. Last time I had to use it, it was underwater. So I'm and really That excited. sucks all the fun out of it. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a great idea. All right. Yeah, yeah, take a swing at this little fucker. All righty. Uh, 19? Yes. Okay, uh, cool. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, 17 damage. Oh, shit. Yes. Ow. Yep. That's so, great. The first one. And... This flaming sword is pretty cool. <laughs> My second attack. Uh, 20? Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That hits. <laughs> it wasn't a natural 20, was it? No. No. And 17 damage again. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. He's gone. <laughs> you killed him. Wow. All right. Oh, I love man. this sword. <laughs> well, that was pretty apt, actually. Because, I mean, if we think about this, this creature was in there, was controlling your brain. It yes. came out. Good day. Lit up the flaming sword and went at it. Uh, took it out. Uh, this thing is gone. Um, <laughs> all three of you are still in the laboratory. And what you see outside the window uh, to the corridor outside in the spaceship is uh, the gobble donger. <laughs> that went up the elevator, uh, is coming back down in a panic, and he runs past the window and goes into a central door. What does that sound like? And then um, <laughs> he goes through the door. The door uh, closes behind him, and red lights light up around the perimeter of the door. All right. Can we safely assume then that that's there's some means of like navigating this thing beyond that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's it try and bust a, down this door. It could be a yeah. broom closet. Yeah, they don't put lights around a broom closet. Oh, we don't know how aliens work. <laughs> well, that's they true. Might, uh, Revere very brooms. much enjoy their brooms. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a potato chip worship in alien race. It means a lot of crummies. A lot of crummies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay. Crummies drive these gobble dongers fucking nuts. Crummies make this world go round the world, go round the world. <laughs> yep. Stuff. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's getting? go investigate this door. Get him. All right. Okay. So um, the three of you pile out of the lab. Yes. Yeah. Um, you head for the door and uh, it's got a little mechanism to the side of it, which has uh, buttons uh, that have strange alien script on them. All right. Don't get it. Charge at the door. <laughs> Roll a strength check, Plague. 25. Yeah, that's a really good strength. Still, <laughs> no. This is a thick metal alien door. <laughs> ah, shit. All right. I'm not holding much high hopes, but should I try my charm of opening? That's interesting. Does It does magic mesh with science here. According it's... to Thor, <laughs> science is magic. We don't under... Wait. Yes. I've got that backwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the short version is yes. What science to some people is magic. To g'day. To g'day. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it a try. All right. We need a chime. I... I don't have a chime. Hang on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't sound like it worked. It might have sounded better if I'd left it on the table. Oh, well. But um, it did work. Whoa. The lights go green. Oh, and shit. the doors open. How many charges do you have left on this I thing? I have one left One, now. and then you can stop wearing it around your neck like a cow. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, the doors open, and inside you see a high-tech-looking room filled with lots of uh, flashing uh, lights and buttons and dials and levers and all sorts of uh, complex machinery, the likes of which you guys have never seen before. Um, there is a very anxious looking gobble donger who appears to be running this machinery and there is a big window in front of him that shows uh, stars and blackness. And uh, the gobble donger that had just run in has um, paused, see you guys, sees you guys have come in and he pulls out some sort of bizarre blade with a kind of um, pulsating, buzzing light around it and uh, braces himself for an attack. And that's what we do. <laughs> right? Yes. R rushing in. That's a, the thing we're good at, apparently. Are we rolling initiative? Yes, please. Okay. I got a 15. I got a 10. 11. 
This guy is first. Now, who would be the closest? Who's, I know who's going to have rushed in here. Mackenzie. Plank. <laughs> Plank. So I opened the door and then Plank, like, burst past me into the door. Is this what I'm, what's Pushed you out of the way. Yeah. And then he saw all the flashing lights and had a seizure. <laughs> there is some weird juju happening with the rolls tonight. Because Roll for you guys are rolling very well and this guy just rolled a one. <laughs> So, I am going to roll percentile, uh, 71. Ow! Not great. He uh, starts swinging the blade in a very menacing uh, fashion and cuts his own arm off. Nice. Okay. Oh, ah! And it uh, hits the ground. Kim, not you. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was... <laughs> it was empathy. Okay. Yeah. Like, ah, it hurts. Okay, gotcha. And can I give you an inspiration point? Because you're very much playing your character there with Mackenzie not understanding everything. <laughs> I already have one. Okay, that's a shame. Um, so his arm drops to the ground and he looks uh, very, very in- embarrassed. And he, he starts um, pleading to you guys uh, in a garbled voice. Uh, I put down my weapon. I just feel sorry for him now. Is there any way we can kind of communicate with him to drop us off back where we need to be? Good point. You can try I did want to kill him to so we could take the ship. Persuade him, I think that would be. But we don't speak a language. You would have to... Uh, I would want a persuasion role and a performance role to make sure All right. that you can communicate uh, what you're trying All right. to communicate. Those are both charismas. Who has the best charisma? I got some decent charisma. And the worst. Actually, no, I have the same as G'day. <laughs> yeah, what I, I'll go. I've got 14. 14. Okay. okay. So That's your persuasion? Yep. Or your performance? Uh, either one. They're both the same modifier. All right. So let's say persuasion first. Nine. Oh. And the performance isn't great. Can somebody jump in and boost this performance? Uh, sure. Uh, 12. I got 13. Okay, so the two of you start uh, aggressively charading, gesturing, mm. and you're basically what? What are you trying to get across here? Um, like, we're pointing furiously. Yeah, pointing like at the at the um, the control panel. Yeah, and then at, at ourselves yeah. and pointing furiously back in the direction that we assume. Oh, we don't know that it's a control is. panel though. We'll pretty safely assume, yes. You can see out uh, out of the window the curved surface of. Um, the, the ground below, the uh, patchwork of farmland. Okay, so we're not so far away that the no. planet is elsewhere. No. Okay, cool. Can I pick um, up his the, arm? The ship's sort of been in orbit. Okay. Which you guys would understand what that is. No. I'm going to pick up his arm and pass it back to him as a gesture of kindness. He places it under his working arm. Uh, he nods his head and he goes running out uh, very hurriedly. Oh, well, that's Great. what helped. But there's still the one guy left who's piloting this thing. Oh, I thought there was just one guy. No, that's oh, two guys. Yeah. Whoops. All right. Cool. So the guy who's piloting is he paying any attention to what's going on? Yeah, here? yeah. He's watched your performance. Okay. Uh, and he's sweating. He's sweating a lot, <coughs> and he just says, "Chippies." Just yes. He's coming for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He, he understands. We, we nod convincingly. He understands. He gets what you you want. He, he's very nervous. He doesn't want any trouble. He starts pulling levers, pressing buttons, and the ship starts to uh, ship, or is that chip? <laughs> um, starts to head towards uh, the planet. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now we got up into this thing by being essentially phased up into space. Yes, that's right. You were beamed up. Yep, so how do we try to communicate that that's... Are we going to try and land the ship, or is he going to deposit us back down? Um, Good day. You have a memory from when you were being piloted mm-hmm. that there there is a room. You know the layout of the ship? Nice. Uh, there is a room <laughs> nice. as a, um, the, the beaming area, and that's where you first appeared on the ship. Okay, cool. All right, guys, follow me. I know exactly what to do. Oh, shit. Yeah. And off we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you go, um, heading in there, you get into the room. It's a circular room. There is a screen which shows uh, the planet getting closer and closer. Um, before long, you are hovering above the farmhouse, Marigold's uh, farmhouse, 
and you can see on the screen, uh, looking up at the sky, Marigold with Steep Blood, Smith Fang, um, their clothes billowing in the the huge um, draft of, of wind, that the backdraft that this uh, <laughs> ship is creating. And um, there really is only like uh, one button, uh, one big button which has a upside and a downside. All right, I'm going to hit the downside button. Well, okay. there is no downside to hitting that button. <laughs> you guys uh, start to feel um, very weird and tingly. <laughs> and you start to um, disappear. You start to fade out. And all of a sudden you find yourself landing in the uh, thick grass of the uh, yellow cornfield below. Now nice. I want everyone to roll constitution because you're feeling a bit nauseous after this. Natural 20. G'day, you're fine. Six. 19. <laughs> <laughs> I could okay. not read my piece of paper. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mackenzie, you are feeling sick. I vomit subtly off to one side. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit unfortunate. Yes. But otherwise, uh, you are back and the ship hovers for a second. Um, Steve Blood and uh, Marigold is wide-eyed. They can't believe what they're seeing. <laughs> and uh, in a flash, it shoots off into the sky. Nice. Uh, it gets smaller and smaller into the distance and it disappears. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> and, and Steve Blood, he's like, Mate! 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 I'm going home. What the fuck, <laughs> mate? I can't. I can't explain it. I just start walking away. <laughs> Jeez. I guess some things just can't be explained. Hey, mate. No. Then we we're hustling to catch up with him. We just leave. No. Yeah. We're not going to tell her her husband. Oh, uh, I turn around real no, quick. No, she's literally standing with her husband. No. no, this is Steve Blood. Steve Blood. Oh, okay, wrong. Got my um, got my half ass confused. Killed. Yeah, he's dead. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I turn around it and was I very wave memorable, at clearly. Steve Blood, and I'm like, "Sorry, your husband's dead." And then I just turn back around. She's like, "Ah, I'm cool with it." <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit of a dick, and no so. one can blame me. <laughs> uh, I run back to Steve Blood, and I uh, do. We still have the zappy things. I don't oh. want this. <laughs> He's like, oh, mate, thanks. It's too dangerous. <laughs> what does it Jesus do? I do not fully understand what it does. Uh, he fires it and um, it goes through the house. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Marigold scream uh, from inside. Whoops. Oh. Come on then. Let's get out of here. I'm all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then I walk away. Okay. okay. So, guys, um, I guess you solved the mystery of the Moon Man Menace. <laughs> I'm excited. And you managed to get yourselves uh, back. You now know that there is more to life uh, in Fantasy Australia than you <laughs> thought. And um, yeah, unless it was all a dream, that's pretty amazing. I'm surprised they didn't Men in Black us in flashy memories. Well, look, I, I feel like we guys... might have had the upper hand in the <laughs> last <laughs> The last bit of truth. You'll have forgotten by next week. Mackenzie's already forgotten half that's, the stuff that happened. That's true. So, uh, yeah. pretty safe bet. That yeah. All is good. Um, I want to do a little... So that that's the adventure. Well done. Um, Thank you. Credits Whee! roll. Uh, I, I want to do a little bit of a, a reference check for our American listeners and even for some of our younger Australian ones. Um, so... Mr. Squirgle is based on Mr. Squiggle. He is a marionette from an old television show who uh, was a man from the moon who had a pencil for a nose. And this puppet, kids would send in uh, their squiggles, which were just uh, the odd assemblage of lines on a piece of card, and he would turn them into something like a mouse on a tightrope. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, a crocodile eating a pineapple. But he'd always draw it upside down. Yeah, which was because the puppeteer was looking at it upside down. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh. And then the blackboard go upside down. <laughs> and sometimes uh, he would do a double up, wouldn't he? Like he'd go, it's a mouse on a tightrope. And the lady, the human lady would go, oh, that's pretty sweet. And he'd go, no, fuck that. I'm going to make it something else. And then he would <laughs> like do a double on top of that. Yeah. Turn it into something else. And um, the Gobbledongers, uh, based on the Gobble Dock, 
which was a Smith, uh, ad campaign for Smith's Chips, which ran for quite a few years in the... <laughs> in the late 80s. Late 80s, early 90s, <laughs> maybe. And he was a furry alien that came down from space to eat Smith's Chips. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look up Gobbledock ad, uh, Gobbledock or Smith's Chips, uh, you will find those commercials. He was a guy in a suit, and it was pretty creepy. Mm -hmm. A sort of similar concept, I guess, to uh, the Noid, who was an alien that ate pizzas in American commercials, or, um, you know, the Tricks Rabbit, that sort of thing. So, uh, I don't know either of those things. Well, that's something something for you guys. Uh, All woven together in this uh, lovely fantasy tale. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, that was a bit of fun. Um, you can find us on footlesspursuits.com and you'll find out everything else we're doing, including FPcast, although that's taking a break this week because of other commitments. And uh, AFL commitments. Yeah, you'll find links to all our shit. And Dungeons & Drongos has its own social media presence as well. Yes, you can check us all out. Just... Really, just type in Dungeons and Drongos to like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you'll find us. Come say hello. LinkedIn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can think of. Tinder. Yeah. Oh, Swipe left. We'll be there. <laughs> uh, and anything you guys want to say, push, plug? Then just follow my Instagram at Paris Burns. You can follow my Twitter, uh, ZachWH. I'm all about. Voltron at the moment, not Star Wars Rebels. So don't talk to me about Star Wars Rebels, which you haven't been anyway. Because you missed the damn boat. That's what you're saying. I didn't. No, no, they did. Oh, yeah, you missed the Zack Hall Rebel boat. (laughs) I'm Zack Hall, part of Voltron boat. Wasn't it Zack W. Hall? I don't know my Twitter. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I'm at Hog Sandwich. And I'm Luke, and I'm at Fruitless Pursuits. And uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. What a day!